Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. In our prayers this morning, we'll be praying for our candidate for baptism. But I didn't want to let uh, this, didn't want to not have prayers that reflect um, our national remembrance of this weekend. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, whose hands are the living and the dead, we give thee thanks for all thy servants who have laid down their lives in the service of our country. Grant to them thy mercy and the light of thy presence, and give us such a lively sense of thy righteous will that the work which thou hast begun in them may be perfected through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. The angel carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me all the holy city, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. This vision recorded in our reading from Revelation is of a new heavenly Jerusalem descending to the earth, inaugurating the final restoration of all creation. The city is not the totality of God's eventual renewed world. It is the focal point for the world to finally see God's light and discover God's healing. A river of life-giving water will flow Worship and mission will still be realities in God's renewed world. But worship will be face-to-face -face with the living God. And mission will meet no resistance as God's healing and healing embraces all creation. Images of the future are vital to beckon us along the way. But they do more. They work backwards toward us shedding light on our present struggles and darkness. Specifically, the Revelation passage points to the three promises made by Jesus in our gospel today. Three promises. First, Jesus says that he and the Father will come to us and make their dwelling with us, with those who love Two, the Father will send the Holy Spirit to teach those who love them and remind them of all that Jesus has spoken. And third, Jesus tells the disciple, he is going away and he is coming to them. Perhaps a little confusion, but maybe we can sort that out. There will be a future permanent presence of God on the earth, but God is already present here and now in the very lives of those who love him through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus and the Father come to us and make their home with us through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus does go away from his disciples at the ascension, but then comes to them and us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is with us always, 
through the indwelling spirit. The heavenly Jerusalem will be the focus of God's presence with us once redemption has been fulfilled. But God is not biding time, awaiting that fulfillment. The Holy Spirit is present, working toward redemption's fulfillment in and through us. So, what does this work of the Holy Spirit look like? In our Gospel lesson, the designation of the Holy Spirit as Advocate is in verse 26. It is a translation of the Greek parakletos, or paraclete, as we sometimes transliterate it. And then those who want to make a joke of it, parakete. Other translations render parakletos as counselor. Advocate and counselor evoke the idea of an attorney in a court of law, standing next to her client, counseling her client during the proceedings, and advocating for her client to the court. But literally, parakletos means called alongside. The parakletos is one called alongside of someone else. In John's context of Jesus' final discourse at the Last Supper, the parakletos is more like a coach working the sidelines while the game is underway, a prompter in the wings of the stage while the play is being acted out. Jesus says that if we let him, we will keep his word. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us to remind us of Jesus' word. The Spirit whispers Jesus' word into our hearts, prompting us to remember what we might otherwise neglect or it is a dark and difficult world, fraught with uncertainty, disappointments, sorrows. The challenge of it all can distract us, make us lose our place, forget what we know. So how good to have the Spirit come alongside us, to remind us of the things Jesus taught and modeled, and empower us to live the Christ life we receive through baptism. Teddy, you're going to receive the Christ life. There you are. Hey. You're going to receive the Christ life today. And you will receive the Holy Spirit who will indwell you. So the challenge is to be listening to that Holy Spirit. Well, how do we experience the Holy Spirit at work in our lives? Coming alongside us as we walk the way of Jesus. If you have any Pentecostal friends... Uh, they have specific markers of how that Holy Spirit manifests itself. Uh, most notably, the speaking in tongues. The speaking in tongues. Well, I haven't had that privilege in my walk to speak in tongues. But I have experienced the Holy Spirit. Not in a direct way, like speaking in tongues. But through, through my work and my walk, with fellow Christians. I experience that whispering of the Holy Spirit in my ear, that teaching of the Holy Spirit through fellowship, through the councils of the church, formal, such as vestry or annual meetings, and informal, 
through study, study that I share with other people. I do a lot of studying on my own as a clergy person, but most valuable to me is studying with others, such as the men's Tuesday Bible breakfast. I hear the Holy Spirit whispering to me as I intentionally share my walk with others. One great example in this congregation, in this diocese, are Curcio reunion groups. Now, they form, they, they form out of the Curcio movement, but they're not exclusive only for those who've been to Curcio. What they are is coming together on a regular basis and sharing our walk with each other. And there's a formula that invokes the Holy Spirit as, the, as that sharing begins, of some markers in our lives where we should be listening to and open to and responding to the Holy Spirit. So even if you haven't been to, to Crucia, I would invite you to seek out a reunion and have that and have that regular sharing of your walk. Because my experience is through that sharing, we hear the Holy Spirit. And I experience the Holy Spirit in serving others walking alongside others in their need in their lives. Opportunities for the Holy Spirit to work for me. Opportunities for me to realize what the Holy Spirit is already doing out there, out there in the world, inviting me to walk, come alongside the Holy Spirit and the work of God's love being shared in the world. The Spirit's goal is to foster an ever greater awareness of how God in Christ is already at work in us, and how by becoming more aware of that, we can not only become more intentional in following Jesus along the way we are already traveling, but also recognize how God places others alongside us to live, labor, and grow together in God's vineyard. Holy Spirit as coach, as prompter. I invite us, I invite us all to open our lives to that healing and to find opportunities for the Holy Spirit to get our attention. Let us pray. O oh God, you teach the hearts of your faithful people by sending into us the light of your Holy Spirit. By the power and direction of that indwelling spirit, send us out into the world to proclaim thy word and indeed the good news of Jesus. To preach and practice repentance and reconciliation. To serve you in the lives of others. To ever strive for justice and peace. And to bring others into your fellowship. That through us your love fully revealed in your son Jesus Christ may be known throughout the world. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Father, send forth your Spirit, and we shall be recreated, and through us you shall renew the face of